Hi there. Welcome to HR Shop Talk. I'm your host, Andrea Adams. This show delves into the details of HR through conversations with smart and successful professionals who are doing the work. You can also find me on YouTube where you can interact with me and other people like yourself. Today, I'll be talking to Varid Levant. Varid is an HR consultant here in Calgary and is also the founder and president of Vimy HR. She's also the guest who's featured on my most popular episode to date. Hi, Varid. How are you? Okay, thanks. Thanks for having me again, Andrea. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So we're going to talk about outsourced HR. So let's start in a very obvious place. What is outsourced HR? So outsourced HR to me is just very you know, familiar, I guess, for most people when they think about IT and outsourcing IT. Mm. There's components of it that can be outsourced. Uh, mm-hmm. while you still have an HR department. Uh, in our world, we, we work with small businesses, so most of their HR function is outsourced to us. Okay, so you say some components can be outsourced. What components lend themselves to being outsourced and what components don't? When we do support larger organizations, which sometimes happens for Vimy as well, um, typically we're we're supporting things like organizational assessment. So looking at an organization maybe um, that isn't functioning very well to see if there's some efficiencies that need to be created, some org design work, or uh, pieces like workplace investigations that need to be outsourced. Sometimes there's just excess capacity. So there's, there's right. you know, the HR department doesn't have enough capacity to revamp their policies or implement a new HRAS system. So that's when we come into place to to support that HR department. I mean, this sounds just a lot like HR consulting, like where, you know, consultant gets hired to do an investigation or do some sort of org review. Um, Is there a difference? For me, there isn't. I think it's the whole umbrella of HR consulting and all the different pieces that could be outsourced. Uh, For us, we actually are partners in the business with uh, our small business clients. So we are, are the outsourced experts. Another way to say it is fractional HR. So we Mm -hmm. are their their HR partner on a fractional basis. They don't need someone full-time. They just need all of the HR functions taken care of, but they don't need full-time support. Okay. Can I ask a, a money question? Do people typically pay for outsourced HR on a retainer basis or on an hourly basis? Or maybe it's a package deal, but yeah. Yeah, I think it, it, it's a variety. So for outsourced HR, um, when all of the functions are covered, I think typically it is kind of a more of a subscription model, retainer model, okay. because you require that support. And maybe as a client, you would say, well, I need 10 hours of support per week to cover all these functions. And this is how we're going to set up our arrangement. Mm-hmm. And then other times it's just project work and you would probably see that as an, as an hourly rate. So can you describe work that's typical of outsourced HR? So let's pretend I'm going to go into an organization and do outsourced HR. What am I going to be doing? It depends. It really depends on the company and what okay. they need. 
So typically a, a, a client of ours we, who don't have HR support say, we need HR. We have no idea what that looks like, mm. but I think we need some policies in place. Maybe our employee contracts reviewed. Can you come in and just take a look? So um, where we typically start is with our discovery phase, which is our assessment of where the organization is at. Okay. Taking a look at all their policies, procedures, what do they have in place uh, foundationally uh, for their HR and then where do they want to go as an organization and where where's the gap and how are we going to get them to that future state? So I now have some experience with outsourced HR and a lot of times it's just uh, they just want you to keep the HR function operational, get that day-to-day stuff done. Is that experience your experience or how do you do it differently? So the way that we do it differently is absolutely we can get the day-to-day stuff done, but we are very strategic in terms of our support. Uh, Part of our discovery phase, which I didn't chat about, was we actually do leadership interviews as well. So we're figuring out where are leadership at? What has been their experience with HR? Where do we need to course correct Mm-hmm. Also, what kind of leadership experience do they have and where do we need to build some uh, capacity and capability in that team so that they can actually reach their vision for the organization? When you get a client calling you up and saying, I need some, I need a recruiter, I need some help with some recruitment, you know, I need just, I need this much per month. They've got a very focused need that they want addressed. How do you go from that, from that focus to the broad full picture? We're not always a fit. So if okay. the client says we don't want to do the whole gamut, we don't mm. want an HR partner, um, and they just want to focus on recruitment and mm-hmm. maybe mass recruitment, and they have a whole bunch of new positions that they need to bring into mm-hmm. the organization. We actually have partners who are recruiters. So our focus, which I've learned along the way in five years in business is we need to be focused. We are Mm. experts in providing really generalist strategic HR support for growing organizations. We also um, are experts in finding the right sources to get all of the HR functions uh, taken care of from okay. a benefits perspective, recruitment, right, workplace investigations, safety. Right. We, we partner with quite a bit of uh, experts to mm-hmm. support our clients. So that was going to be another example I wanted to delve into is like, let's say, for example, investigations and an employer comes to you and says, we need to do this investigation. And you say, okay. And you look at it and you realize that this, you know, the situation was really avoidable by, you know, leadership training, better leadership, um, all of that. How do you handle that? So two things that I actually want to mention is because we are strategic partners in the business, we get Mm -hmm. to know the employee population and we are basically an extension of that team. A lot of the times I will actually outsource the investigation because Otherwise, we are brought into a space where our relationship with the employees and the leadership could change Mm -hmm. because of that investigation and the results of it. 
So I feel like it's a conflict and typically we bring in um, an outside expert. Okay. The second part was um, when they come to you with a specific need, it could be investigation. It could be something else. And you see that the real root cause is leadership. Yeah, it often happens. We are continually working with um, our clients through culture and engagement projects, they call mm-hmm. them, um, stay interviews. And then mm. actually we we end up building, and you know, results from workplace investigations, we end up building a whole other set of recommendations and activities that need to be um, rolled out to support maybe rebuilding a culture Mm. often happens in small businesses too, where they started off with the five people and communication was really easy, starts to break down as they grow. Um, So very, very often we are um, going through this, these processes where we're trying to see, what do we need to do? We typically need to be more involved and we go in, on site mm-hmm. um, at least mm-hmm. 10 hours a week mm-hmm. to have our ear to the ground, support leadership and right. building their, their communication tools and, um, and enhancing that culture again. Great. Outsourced HR. Uh, how do you work out the details of outsourced HR with clients when they probably don't know what they need? And you go back to our, discovery phase okay um, and that's actually where we build the hr plan to say these are all the gaps okay so sometimes their policies are actually okay and that's not going to be the starting point but they're tracking all their employees through excel spreadsheets and mm. the whole onboarding process mm. is taking the cfo hours and hours of time mm. that's not sustainable so of right. course, we're going to implement an HRIS system. We're going to build an onboarding program. We're also going to look at recruitment process. What are those things where we can streamline and create efficiencies? Right. So that's essentially how, how we do it. We look at kind of all those buckets foundationally, operational efficiencies. What do we need to do to increase engagement levels if that's an issue, build leadership capacity, what, what is it that needs to be done? And we actually build an HR plan that needs to be executed over the next six to 12 months with the leadership support right. yeah. um, and build an action plan yeah. to address those gaps. Yeah. Do you develop that plan kind of in collaboration with leadership? Yeah. So the recommendations come out of the discovery phase. Right. And then we actually work with the leadership to go, okay, well, these are our recommendations. This is what we're thinking the priorities are and the timing, but we want to work with you too. Right. Because there are some things happening in their business from an operational standpoint that might be in conflict. So it always has to be in a partnership with leadership to be able to move through. And there are going to be some pieces that they're going to say, well, we don't, we don't want to do that yet. We're not ready to let go of our recruitment process. We want to hold on to that for a bit longer and that's okay. It's their business. They, they need to make those decisions. Um, It's our role as HR consultants to just bring to light what needs to be addressed. Okay. Uh, so what do you find challenging about outsourced HR? Oh my gosh, it's so challenging. 
constantly <laughs> rolling with the punches. Like, great, we have a plan in place. We're going to execute on all these things. And things happen along the way. Yeah. You have a plan, but it's only just a rough plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. performance issues come up or, you know, there's a switch in leadership and yeah. you have to restart again and build that relationship. So there's all this stuff that comes up and we really just need to be flexible um, and agile and actually like lead the charge really not be afraid to poke and prod and try to move forward right. in terms of what we know um, would actually support the business. And sometimes they're, they're a bit resistant to it because they don't fully understand either the risk involved mm. or what, how it's really impacting the workforce. Mm-hmm. Okay. Final question here. What is key to making an outsourced HR relationship? And I know we'll talk more about relationships in another episode, but what is key to making outsourced HR relationships go well? Communication. Lots and lots of communication. Okay. Where are we at? What have we done? What has been the uh, impact? And more so actually as a starting point, always being focused on the business problem. Okay. And what I mean by that is we always talk about the pain points, the beginning of our relationship. What are you seeing leader as the major pain point for you in the business? What do you see operationally that, that could be changed um, if you had the right people in place, if you had the right tools in place? Mm-hmm. So we're always focused on that. What is the business problem mm-hmm. and what is the quickest way to solve it Mm. most practical solution well thanks Farid that was insightful and there's so much in in the nuance of that thanks for listening out there and we'll catch you next time when I talk shop with another insightful guest